It is Monday, October 28, 2019, and this is the Loris Women's Leadership Alliance podcast. I am Kayla Schneider, Development Officer here at Loris College, and with me today is Jimmy Napersek, Director of Marketing and Special Guest Valerie Wardyhoff, 82 graduate of Loris College and Women's Leadership Alliance board member. The Women's Leadership Alliance, uh, their mission to engage women on the Loris College campus and alumni communities, co connecting them or reconnecting them with the college with the overall goal of supporting young women who are attending Loris or who wish to attend Loris. Uh, their, their mission was to establish a, a scholarship to support current students financially and also to support them professionally with events. If you wish to support the Women's Leadership Alliance Scholarship, you can do so by going online to alumni.loris.edu forward slash giving and please be sure to put the Women's Leadership Alliance Scholarship in the designation. If you would like any assistance or more information about the Women's Leadership Alliance Scholarship, feel free to give me a call at 563-588-7328. And all right, so today was kind of a special day for Valerie and I. Uh, Valerie is a 1982 graduate of Loris College, like I said, and we just had lunch with our current recipient, Christina Kaminsky. She is a senior this year and so that was fun wasn't it that was a wonderful lunch it's always a pleasure to meet these people in person um, we don't always get a chance to do that and it's just a special privilege to be part of that yeah and I, I just think it's it's well you hear Valerie enjoys it it's so enjoyable for me as well and and I know that our recipients really just really value that time to get to know the board members um, and just really be able to to meet those that that um, that uh, had made an impact on their on their life so um, so Valerie thank you so much for being here today and and you uh, you know we're gonna talk a little bit about Valerie's story if she's gonna tell a little bit about her story of of her Loris experience and and kind of how it's wrapped up to how it's you know helped her after retirement mm -hmm. which she just retired a couple years ago right I did sort of <laughs> yeah, I was. I was gonna say, is that an official retirement? Yeah. Uh, I don't it's know. It's a tiered retirement, is what I'm calling it. Oh <laughs> uh, well, we still miss you every day in the office. So, um, but yeah, I'll I'll let you take it to just talk to us a little bit about how um, how you've taken your Loris experience, both as a student and as a staff member, and just kind of how it's continued to stick with you throughout your time here. Well, for me, it's it's been a, a privilege, and it's one that I think um, I'm grateful for the older I get in a way, and I can look back and see um, just how fortunate I've been through the years. So so I came to Loris really as an adult student. Um, I had gone to like three or four other colleges. I had, you know, transferred. I didn't know what I wanted to be during when I was young. So I um, actually came here in my late 20s and knew at that time that I wanted to major in writing. Mm -hmm. And Loris had, had more classes than anybody else. So I really picked based on the catalog, honestly. I looked and went, okay, these other colleges here, wonderful places as well, but I've taken all those classes. Mm -hmm. So, um, and Loris had a, a great um, set of classes. They had so many things that I wanted to study. So jumped in and finished up my degree here. Mm -hmm. And I was one of, I think I was like the fifth writing major. Maybe. Oh, wow. 
So, and that was a big key piece for me too, is that they had a writing program. Mm -hmm. So, um, so finished up here in my late twenties. I was a mom at that point, married. Um, um, so I was a commuter student. So sure. I probably wasn't as connected maybe with I the was, college. I was just going to ask you that, um, if you had a hard time connecting and engaging as an adult, uh, non-traditional student. Well, and I did it prim primarily because I only had about a year oh, sure. of schoolwork to, to do. So, um, but even in that time, uh, the impact of the faculty that I took classes with, um, I'm still I'm still best friends with a couple of them. Um, so even in that short period of time, they had made a tremendous impact on my life and and have continued to do so. So I was very grateful for that. And. Uh, and the work was rigorous. I have to tell you that when I came here, I was an, a straight A student coming out of, uh, can I say the state schools? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know, not, not in Iowa actually, but, um, and, and I thought I had it licked and I knew how to study and I knew classes and actually, um, Loris was very rigorous, but that's honestly a really good thing too because it teaches you how to work harder and expect more of yourself. But for me, it was a little bit of a shock because mm -hmm. I was, I think, used to getting, you know, straight A's um, so it was a little bit of a challenge but it but it did give me because of the people I met here even in that short period of time like I said it gave me a good foundation for what I ended up doing so can up going, I ask you one yep. thing about that though yep. so you had to work harder and the work was more rigorous at mm -hmm. Loris so mm -hmm. how did you how did you adjust to that because you were a mom yep um, I doubled down a little bit. I wasn't always happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> I had to adjust. I, well, like I wrote my my thesis, I rewrote it three times. Sure. Um, but it was better, you yeah. know. Um, so how did I adjust? I just, I guess, dug a little deeper, mm -hmm. honestly, mm -hmm. you know. Um, uh, my family fluxed, which was wonderful. Mm -hmm. I, I did homework while the kids napped. Mm -hmm. I went to school mostly at night. Mm -hmm. um, so my husband would come home and um, so, and it, and it just worked. Um, but I, I still was great, grateful I graduated as an mm -hmm. honor student, so I, you know, I still squeaked by there. Um, but it did give me not only an academic preparation, but also those relationships that mm -hmm. helped me going forward in ways that I didn't wasn't aware of at the time they were, they were that they were going to be helpful. Sure. Can you talk a little bit more about those relationships? Sure. Like oh, Donna Bowerly, oh. um, <laughs> um, still a very dear friend and mentor. I still look to her for you know, how, how to live life, and um, I still ask her what books she's reading so that I can assign him to a book club I'm in. Because <laughs> um, she's still on the path ahead of me, I tell you, she is a trailblazer and um, an amazing person who, when I took her classes, I worked so hard on them, but I didn't feel bad about it because she was working harder. And I can't say that about every professor I've ever had in my life, um, but she put so much into her classes that she thought, oh, it's the least I can do. I mean, mm -hmm. this lady's working so hard. so. Um, so she still is a mentor to me. Mm -hmm. um, from Loris, I went into higher ed marketing, which I, you know, really hadn't planned. I had told my family, my mom, who said, what can you do with a writing degree, <laughs> um, <laughs> that I just want to get paid to write. And honestly, I got to spend 35 years doing that. I was really, really thrilled to be able to do that because every job I had, you know, um, marketing, public relations, mm -hmm. assistant to the president, grant writing, uses writing skills. Mm -hmm. and. And I think nowadays, more than ever, a lot of people that writing kind of freaks them out. Mm -hmm. You know, please don't make me have to write mm -hmm. it. So <laughs> I always was able to make myself useful wherever I was. So mm -hmm. um, I was very grateful for that. Um, so I went from actually from Loris to University of Dubuque for mm -hmm. about nine years, mm -hmm. Clinton Community College. Mm -hmm. um, 
then a design firm that I ran for a little bit, mm -hmm. um, and then I got this great opportunity to come back to Laura. So, um, and when I did, I was thrilled because I had been doing design work, and then um, I was doing some freelance, a lot of freelance um, market consulting and some uh, photo editing for uh, Brown Publishing at the time, and a bunch of different things. But when I got the chance to, what I had missed were students. Sure. Um, when I ran a design firm, my favorite clients were the not-for-profits, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. um, so when I got a chance to come back and be part of this community and work with students, I was thrilled because I had had enough of a break to know that I never wanted to be away from students again. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. um, I, I think for what? me, I, for me, I love college so much and it changed my life so much that I, on the one hand, I've said I've never graduated really because sure. I just <laughs> sure. college. Lifelong learning. Yep. Um, so for you, can you talk to us a little bit about what it is about the students that you just loved? being part of. There's something about that age group, just for me personally, mm -hmm. I think it's such a pivotal time in people's lives. It's it's a time where I'll, uh, it's a real make or breaker time for people. Oh yeah. And I think college gave me so much perspective, you know, grew my perspective on life that I was so grateful for that, that I hoped I could make that available to other people. But I also know that it's a time in people's lives where, boy, people can make some really poor decisions. Mm -hmm. um, so anything we can do to help people, I think, kind of navigate what's really tricky, and I think it's becoming even more tricky nowadays, you know, there's just so many choices and so many distractions that, um, not like there's one path, there's not, mm -hmm. but if you can be in any way influential to somebody at a time when, honestly, their frontal lobe isn't developed, they're mm -hmm. not necessarily making the best choices all the time, they're practicing mm -hmm. making decisions, but boy, a lot of them aren't good ones. Sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and how do you even recover from that? Right. You know, because right. sometimes that's, you know, honestly, that's where you learn the most. But but what do you do with that information? So that's one thing that I I really appreciate about Loris was the piece about reflective thinking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, because I think it's that offers people a lifeline, too. I think people that's really underappreciated in our culture that we just keep moving. You know, um, we, we don't look back. Mm -hmm. But honestly, the looking back's okay. That's mm -hmm. a, yeah. You know, I think you're in an interesting role because you've seen Loris over the span of four decades. Mm -hmm. um, and try and, and illustrate for us what was Loris like in, in, in the early 80s? And then maybe how how is it the same and how is it different today? Oh, that's a really good question. In four mm -hmm. decades, I've <laughs> Sorry, not, I not to age you. Sorry, not, not my intention. Perspective. Um, it's a good thing. Um, a lot is the same in that the history is still here, the richness, the Catholic identity, the service, the component of service is still really key. Individual attention, key. A lot has changed, though, and, and most everything that's changed, it's not like the school was ever not good, um, but everything has been just better. Uh, so I think we just keep trying harder, you know. Um, so mm -hmm. I would say as an adult learner, I'm not sure Loris was very geared for adult learners back then. Um, and, I, and, and, and even some of the professors, I think our professors now were amazing. Mm -hmm. There was a couple that, uh, I don't know, <laughs> that they would, they would probably not be here very long, to right. be super honest. Sure. Um, and I had amazing ones, as I said, but, but there were a couple that, and they're, well, one, ended up not being here after a bit um, um, so you know and that happens anywhere you are but um, but I think Laura's is better um, than it than it ever was um, so as an adult learner in some ways I sort of had to make a path mm -hmm. um, 
you know, and partly, you know, the school never towered itself at the time as being a school for adult learners. It really wasn't, you know, mm -hmm. it was pretty much a residential campus, so it was sort of my choice in a way, but um, but I think we're a lot better at that stuff now. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I think, I just think there's a lot of new things we've added that are helping, each of those things is helping students. Mm -hmm. um, Women's Leadership Network, mm -hmm. you know. Um, Which when, you are a huge part of that, Valerie. Well, it was something that I was kind of had been hoping we could we could do for years, honestly, mm -hmm. so I feel really, um, really grateful and pleased that we are because well, now by the time I got to Loris, we had been, you know, women had been here for quite a while, mm -hmm. so we were, we had gotten through most of those growing pains. Um, mm -hmm. But but I still sort of felt you could still sort of feel a difference here, you know. And so I think um, we still have fewer women students here than we have male students, which is a yep. bit um, countercultural across yep. the country. So I still think um, there's work to do to support our female students, honestly, and mm -hmm. um, you know all students, obviously. But um, but just the mentorship piece, I mm -hmm. think, um, is still important mm -hmm. and can make a difference. Absolutely. Yeah, so, uh, and like I said, Valerie was a big part of that. So she used to work alongside of me in the development office. Yeah. And, and wasn't that fun? You know, when we, when we put together the, the Women's Leadership Alliance um, and just trying to figure out how we were going to get a handle on this group and, and what we wanted it to look like, um, Valerie was with um, with every decision along the way. So that was, that was really fun. And I'm grateful to be able to have worked alongside of you uh, um, in creating that and alongside that project and of course other projects uh, wrapping up the Inspiring Lives and Leadership campaign. Oh, that was wonderful, um, yep. Yeah, so uh, talk to, you also, you've got a 12 behind your name too, so you've got a master's oh, degree. Oh, I do, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I almost forgot that, yeah. <laughs> yep, that was, oh, I was so fortunate. Um, one of the reasons I came here was to get a master's degree, but I had family, I have five kids, and, um, and Loris, you know, Loris is a, a place that you invest in, and so um, finding time to do the master's program was a little bit tricky for me. So it took a while until one of our programs kind of clicked and I was able to, to do it with a family and with a job and everything, and, um, and that was the master's in theology. And mm -hmm. wonderful faculty, wonderful, and, and I have to tell you, um, John Waldmeyer actually got me into that program because he kept he had this class in writing and theology, and or literature and theology. And he kept putting these books under my nose. I'm like, oh, no, because I really wasn't looking for that at that point, honestly. And I never thought of theology. Mm -hmm. um, and but these books were were amazing. I'm like, all right, I'll take this class. <laughs> and I took that class. I'm like, okay, I'll take another one because that was really good. And um, and after I'd taken two or three, he's like, you know, you wouldn't have that many more and you'd have a master's degree. Right. <laughs> and right. So, and so, so and, you might as well finish it, right? Exactly. It was like on Saturdays, like once a month. It was like just three a semester. Plus you did all the stuff at home, you mm -hmm. know, and you did stuff at, and I could do it like at 11 at night, which is great. Um, but the, the classes were just so very, very interesting and kind of mind-blowing, and, right. um, uh, and the, the readings were amazing, so. So you yeah. have that master's degree by accident. Yeah, well, kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, again, my family was really, my husband's super supportive. Yeah, because, good. You know, I was doing this thing mm -hmm. like about every night from about nine o'clock, yeah, ten o'clock on, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's so important too. And so, and you talked about you were one of the, one of the first uh, writing majors here on campus, and that you just wanted to be a writer, and, and yep. your job that you did. And now that you're retired, 
Yep, sort of. Talk to us a little bit. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Now that you're sort of retired, yep. um, talk to us. Like, are you working on any projects right oh, now? Oh my or? gosh, yeah. Well, and I'm. He asked my husband. I just always have to stay busy. I'm just, mm-hmm. just who I am. I'm just kind of always doing stuff. So I'm doing a few things. Um, so I'm helping the Center for Dubuque History because mm-hmm. um, they're launching two books right now, which are amazing. Um, probably the 1912 book, the, the 2012 book, they're both City at Work, mm-hmm. and they are using, um, the 1912 book is using glass plate negatives mm-hmm. from the Center for Dubuque History about Dubuque. Um, and the 1912 book, um, I say this because the 2012 book doesn't have any um, copy in it except for the photos mm-hmm. and the bylines, but 1912 book, one of the best books I've read in a really long time. Mm-hmm. Fantastic book. I just got to get to read it as part of this little deal with helping Mike Gibson mm-hmm. get the word out about it, um, maybe help Jimmy a little bit with, with some of the marketing, and I got to edit it, and that was just a privilege because I got to read it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so um, so I'm doing that, but I'm also, I had a, um, a book published last fall with a, a writing partner of mine, and we collaborated on some um, um, linked verse that we write together, mm-hmm. so that came out last fall. I'm right now working on a, another collection that we'll see what happens, and I've got some note cards that um, I'm collaborating with a designer out of Madison, who is a um, uh, she's a letterpress artist. Mm-hmm. So those I'm about to go pick up, I think, hopefully later this week, and I'll be getting those out and about, hopefully, and mm-hmm. marketing those. Um, published, I've been published, I've published kind of about 20 pieces this year, so yeah, it's, so it's going well. I'm grateful. So your semi-retirement has kept you very busy. <laughs> well, plus all the projects I didn't get finished sure. in the last 35 years around the house that <laughs> my husband and I like to remind ourselves about. But anyway. Oh, my <laughs> That's so funny. So, so uh, really ahead. quick, and you know, I... You mentioned your husband a lot, yep. and and you know I think we see that a lot. That um, whether it's uh, a husband or wife that's extremely successful, they've got someone that that's got their you know got their right hand. Um, you know, talk to us a little bit about what that's been like. You know, and and how you and your husband have you know raised a, a family of five. You know, been committed to Catholic education, etc. Sure, sure. Um, I give him all the credit in the world because honestly, yeah. Um, when we got married, I already had three kids, so this guy is beyond amazing. Um, and then we have two of our own. One just graduated from Morris in December. I'm grateful, our baby. Um, um, so it, it's just taken. He f- is fully in with doing half of everything, which is I'm so fortunate. Um, probably he would say more than half. Um, <laughs> um, and we, but we really communicate. We bounce things off each other. We. Um, you know, we try to really be in concert so our goals are the same and we're um, going to the same place. We did um, send all of them to St. Anthony's School, which is where he went to school, mm-hmm. which is so sweet and mm-hmm. dear and cute. Mm-hmm. And his family went to school there and um, and they got an amazing education. Um, but it, it's take, it takes commitment. It takes commitment every single day, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you really, you know, it's never, this is going to sound terrible, but it's never easy because mm-hmm. I think you do always work at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I try to be real mindful that, you know, if I'm wanting to do something, is that going to work for you? I don't want to be greedy and selfish and mm-hmm. it's all about me. So, like, what do you want to do? What do you need to do? What's, right, right. Yeah. It's a nice So we balance. Yeah, we balance. Yeah. I love it. Love yeah. hearing that. Yeah. Um, going a little bit back to, to Loris and your, and your time at Loris, too spending and being so committed, you know, 
an adult learner, spending a, year, a majority of your time working at Loris. Um, do you think, and it, it kind of sounds like you know you really wanted to work for the students. Do you think this was your your why? We're always trying to find oh. our purpose. You know, do you think Loris was the reason why? You um, did what you did? Well, absolutely, and there's probably a handful of students, mm -hmm. maybe, that, um, and you just kind of know, you just kind of know, and I just feel grateful, like, I, like, it feels like I had bleacher seats, mm -hmm. and I was just grateful to have the bleacher seats, mm -hmm. because a lot of times, you know, maybe you're helping a bit, but honestly, it has nothing to do with you, you just happen to be there, and you're maybe passing the baton or something. Um, so there was a few students that you just kind of know that, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, um, this is a pivotal moment for me mm -hmm. and the choice I'm making, and this is a pivotal moment for this person. Um, and that's what, and honestly, I'm not alone in that. There are story after story after story after story. I mean, mine, I actually probably didn't do very much compared to a lot of people that work here, that you know, teach here, that um, study here. Um, that, that has been the biggest privilege of all. And it's probably because many schools, I, I don't know if all schools form people the way Loris does and mm -hmm. and I know Loris says that all the time but I'm quite serious about that I've had some of my kids go to different colleges different you know different settings um, and and sometimes I was kind of really shocked and disappointed because I mm -hmm. expected the same kind of experience that we offer here and and it's not just for, about the students it's about the people that work here and when I interact with people who work other places I am so shocked and surprised by and this is going to sound really, but the lack of ethics kind of. Mm -hmm. Not that we do everything perfect here, not that we don't sometimes make mistakes or people don't make bad choices here. That happens, obviously. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, we're people. But Loris's intent has always to me seemed to be honorable, mm -hmm. taking the higher road even when it costs. Mm -hmm. There was a cost to that. And I am shocked when I talk to people who've worked other places. And first off, they're not super committed to it because I'm like, what, what? Because mm -hmm. I think the mission, you know, mm -hmm. you're. It's more than just what you do for a living. And everyone I worked with, it was more than what they did for a living. Mm -hmm. um, but but also that I'm like, I, I can't believe that that place would ever make a choice like that. Mm -hmm. That's not even ethical. Mm -hmm. and because to me, I'm like, why? who would ever do that? Mm -hmm. But that's because I worked here so long that, and the place forms you. Mm -hmm. So it's not just forming students. You see those things mirrored in people around you. You mm -hmm. see people better than you around you, which calls you to a higher level. Mm -hmm. And, and people who say, no, it's just not right. I'm sorry, we're just not going to do it. Right. We're not going to do it. Um, that to me was uh, the biggest privilege of working here. It was like I said, having to bleach your seat on that, and especially when you interact with other people and you are just like, oh my gosh. Sure. I know exactly what you're saying, though, because, you know, Loris really is a special place. I mean, the people here, the community here, um, it, it makes... It's more than a job. It makes yep. coming to work so much easier, knowing that you're having those bleacher seats. You yep. get to see the students succeed. Yep. You get to see their growth. But then you also see the growth in in, in your staff, in, in your colleagues. Yep. Um, and that's a wonderful thing. And yep. it's wonderful to know that you can be part of the community and and be so welcomed. Yes. And grow with them. Yes. Um, in ways that you you probably didn't know that you could grow anymore. Yeah. Um, so I agree with you 100%. It truly is a special place. And you can make a difference. And there's yep. always stuff to do here. I yeah, never. Always. That's one of the reasons <laughs> that I'm only so retired there. You never run out of stuff to do. <laughs> now, Valerie, 
because of your experiences and the different roles you've had, you've had an opportunity to work with a huge gamut of individuals. Um, you know, I know you and I have had conversations about Loris Academy graduates, and and you know, everyone knows the the Bud Newtons and and all that. But then, you know, because of your continued work, you're still connected with the students you know that are here today. What has that been like to to be able to see that? Uh, generation over generation and how there's still things that students today are connected to the students of, of the 80s and, and before that. What has that been like to, to witness and be a part of? Well, I think I think one thing that might surprise people is, I don't know, um, when people get older, they tend to think, um, or they've been out in the world a bit, they think that younger people are like, oh, this next generation, for heaven's sakes, you know, you hear all of these disparaging things about how, oh, they're lazy, they're too tied to their phones. Honestly, I would tell anyone who feels like that to go work at a college because that piece I don't think does change. And that's been, and I think if Bud Newton were here, he would love these students every bit as much as he loved the students when he was working here. Because honestly, I find him to be trying so hard. They just want to get it right. They just want to learn. They want to make a difference. Do they have challenges? Yes. And I think they have more challenges, honestly. But, but, you couldn't meet better people on the planet. I mean, they're just, some of them, like I said, when I was formed at Loris, some of these students are doing such amazing things that it looks like, what have I done with my life? Mm -hmm. I wasted it. <laughs> they are amazing. Um, but I think some of the stories, like the Bud Noonans and the Donna Bowerleys, when we continue to tell some of those stories, they, I, I think um, everyone wants to be part of something larger than themselves, mm -hmm. a connectedness, be part of a group. And I think when we tell those stories over and over, they realize they're part of, they're a piece, they're a cog, they're a, a link, an important link in, in something that's been around a long time and has been very important to a lot of people mm -hmm. and still is. And they sort of see like there were people that were here before them who maybe had funny stories that they can relate to or not, but, but probably they can. Um, maybe with the professors they have now or the mm -hmm. staff that, and they can, they're going, oh, you know what, that reminds me of Mm -hmm. um, so it continues, and so I think sometimes telling those stories are really important for them to realize that the connection they have to the past, and it will mean more to them as they get older and go into their careers mm -hmm. and then come back for reunions when they realize, oh my gosh, this thing goes back so many years, but it's also going to go forward. Right, and I think just the, as being a storyteller at heart, and um, you you hit it right on the nose. I think that as folks continue to go through, students, current students, go through their Loris experience once they graduate and even our alums as they continue to grow in, in their careers, I think what they need to always continue to do and never forget to do is continue to tell your Loris story. Mm -hmm. Keep talking about your story and your experience and, and that history because mm -hmm. I think that's so important to keep engaged, go to the reunions, um, keep telling your story. Right. Well, we have amazing ones here. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot out there. It's, yep. Um, phenomenal. But uh, I'll ask you this too. So if you, uh, if you had advice, you know, just with all of the experience that you have for our current students today, or even our young alums, or even folks that are still trying to find themselves in their career, or maybe looking to do a career change, like, do you have any advice for them? Hmm. I would say seek out mentors, if you can. Um, I think that really, really helps. I think um, people that 
um, have been successful, if they look back in their lives, would say that there was somebody, maybe several, that they can point to um, that were pivotal in helping develop them as a, maybe as a professional, mm -hmm. as a person. Um, and I think there are people there if you just ask. You know, um, I think there's some wonderful folks around them that if they just, because it, it, it's okay to try things and not, and then decide not to do it. You know, mm -hmm. that's all right. It, nobody is born knowing the answers to everything. Mm -hmm. um, so I think giving yourself maybe the permission to, to try things, even if you fail or if you decide they're not for you, that's mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. Get out there, do it, try it. Um, there is a lot of people that, um, I always tell this to, to young writers, and I think it's similar, that there's a lot of people that aren't very good writers who are very persistent, mm -hmm. <laughs> so they get published a lot. Mm -hmm. And there's amazing writers who never send a thing out. Um, and I think that goes for almost every profession. You know, not like there's anything wrong with maybe just being persistent, but, um, but honestly, you won't get anywhere if you don't try and you don't actually put one foot in front of the other. Right. You know, uh, I think fear holds a lot of people back. They're afraid of failure. They're afraid of how they'll look to others. They're afraid it won't work out. It's all right. It's all right. Absolutely. And I think the biggest lesson from what you've said there is take a risk. Life is all about risks. And even if you take that risk and you do fail, that's okay. Because then you'll learn from those mistakes. Exactly. It'll make you better. You will grow from that. And I think that what you said rounded that out perfectly, Valerie. So. Um, well, uh, thank you again so much for being here today, Valerie. It's a pleasure. We are grateful to have your mind, your mm -hmm. ideas um, at the Loris, with the Loris Women's Leadership Alliance, but not just the Women's Leadership Alliance, but Loris College as a whole. Um, we're grateful for you, and thank you, Jimmy, for being part of this today. And and uh, it's been it's been a busy week already, and it's only Monday. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> thank you both. And who do we have next, Kayla? Um, up next, uh, we will have um, Jamie Colbell. She will be the week of November 11th. Wow. We're excited to have Jamie. I believe she works in, uh, in social work here yep. in Dubuque. Well, she's not in Dubuque anymore. She actually moved to Des Moines. Okay. But, uh, um, but yeah, she's, we're excited to have her. Um, 2012 graduate so wonderful she's been busy training for a half marathon though so wow that's what's been fun about the women's leadership alliance too is that there's women that represent all the decades yeah you know it's yeah, yeah. And I think when we were when we were forming the group that was important mm -hmm. um, we wanted to have women from each of the decades um, just because it just provides a different variety mm -hmm. of perspectives yep it's perfect so yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Valerie. I, I always enjoy conversation with you, and and uh, even off the mic, hope to continue that moving forward. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you.